Father, this morning we just want to thank you, Father, for the cross. Yes, Lord. We are undone by the mercy of Jesus. Otherwise, we'll be like Isaiah. When we look at your holiness, all we can say is, Woe is me, for I'm undone. But truly, Lord, for our sake, you became undone on the cross. You absorbed the wrath of God. And you would absolutely be just to pour out your wrath upon us. And send us for all eternity into hell. This morning, Father, we just want to praise you and want to thank you for the cross of Jesus Christ. And this morning, even as we meditate upon your word, reveal yourself to us, O Lord. That you are a God who's got his arms always stretched. But let us not be, O Lord, a rebellious nation who will, draw not, who will not draw near. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint us this morning to hear your voice. That you would charge us up. You fire us up, O Lord, this morning. That, Lord, that you would work your you, that you would do a deep work in the innermost part of our inner man. Wrought a work and cause us to walk in your ways. Speak to us. Reveal yourself to us. Anoint us to hear, to obey, to speak, and to live for your glory. We thank you, we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Just want to turn back once again to Joshua chapter 24. And we'll, let's read from verse 14. <clears throat> now therefore, fear the Lord. Serve Him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your, for, your, for, your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The last time we looked at um, the faith has choices. God, God's word, um, even as we listen to God's word, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. One of the things that he does, he sets before us all the time, life and death, blessing and curse. Even though he sets us free in that when he liberates us and he calls us uh, and he gives us new births and he gives us new life, he still doesn't force himself upon us. Um, he expects us to become bond servants. And you know who a bond servant is. A bond servant is a person who has been undone literally by the mercy of Jesus. And he says, what, what else, what is the other choice I have other than to serve my God who has shown so much of love toward me in that, like John would say, um, behold, what manner of love the Father has shed abroad, shed abroad upon our lives that we should be called the children of God. So he, more, he wants us to be bond servants in that we choose to serve him. We choose life. We make those decisions. We have the faith, and of course, we can't make those decisions unless and until we've been trained in our mind to make those de decisions. That's the reason why we say, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice and be 
transformed by the renewing of your mind, not conforming to the pattern of this world, and that you would prove that which is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. Therefore, in order for you, for you to know the general and the perfect will of God, you need to have a mind which is transformed, which has got the categories, if you will, to, to grasp the word of God, to understand the standards of God, to have the faith, the substance in that, in that you have sufficient arguments as to why you should choose a particular path and not the other. And to reject all the other things which, which, uh, which uh, literally want your attention. Right? So these are the things that faith has uh, choices. There are choices of faith. We looked at that um, the other time. And today, some more. We'll look at faith. And this is something which we'll be doing all the days of our life. We'll be understanding what faith is. And uh, today I titled today's teaching as the faith of the faithful. You know, there's two... Two words in the, uh, in the Greek, the word for faith is pistis, and, uh, and the word for, the, for faithful is episteo, which is the same word. So, a person who's of faith is also faithful. And there's a question, of course. Um, I want to start with a question in Proverbs chapter 20 and verse number 6. This is a question that the word of God is asking all of us. Okay. It says, most men will proclaim each one his own goodness. But who can find the faithful man? <laughs> what a question, isn't it? I mean, if, I, if, we, if God were to look at our church, I mean, we don't have to look outside. We just have to look at ourselves and in, in, the, in, in, in the immediate context that we live as believers together. Can God say, no, I find faithful people here in this church? That's exactly the reason why he asked this question. Um, he talks about this widow, this importunate, importunate widow who keeps on going to the, to the judge. But then he says, when a son of man comes, will he find faith on earth? Or can I ask, I mean, we can pose that question another way. Can he find faithful people on earth when he comes back? Look at what it says in Revelation chapter 17. Revelation chapter 17 and verse 12 and 13. It says, the ten horns, uh, 12 onwards, okay? The ten horns which you saw are the ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet. But they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are of one mind. And they will give their power and authority to, authority to the beast. And then, these will make war with the lamb. And the lamb will overcome them. You see that? And who is that lamb? We know. For he is the lord of lords and the king of kings. We, we understood what that means last time uh, when we heard the word of God. For he is the lord of lords. And the king of kings. If he is the lord of lords and the king of kings, who are the people who are accompanying the lord of lords and the king of kings? Something is mentioned about them. They, and those who are with him are called chosen and faithful. But the problem is, many are called. Few are chosen. And all the few, very few remain faithful even until the end. And that is the reason why Jesus says in Luke's Gospel chapter 13, do you have the faith that endures till the end? And he says, strive to enter through the narrow gate. Agonize, in other words. Agonize to enter through the narrow gate because many will try to seek to come through the narrow gate, but only a few will make it to the other side. Many are called. Few are chosen. And few remain faithful. 600,000 people came out of... <laughs> 600,000 men of war and their families came out of Egypt. How many made to the promised land? Two. Okay, three, of course. You can say three Moses in glory. Okay, that is in glory. 
But while you are on earth, only two. 600,000 men, two. Two divided by 600,000 men. The odds are stacked against us, my dear brothers and sisters. <laughs> That's what yesterday Pastor was saying. Holiness is not, it's not natural to us. It, we just don't drift towards holiness. It's normal for us, for us to drift away from God. Two out of 600,000, right? So, only few people make it to the promised land. That is the promised life of Jesus Christ. They fulfill God's purpose in their generation. It doesn't mean that they're not saved, by the way. God pardons them, but destroys them. And keeps them in the, in the wilderness. And they don't attain anything. But, but uh, in our church, we constantly exhort all of us, including the people who are in the pulpit, to stay faithful even unto the end. Revelation chapter 19, this is what it says. Now I saw the heaven opened, and behold, the white horse. This is not the white horse of deception, this is the, the other white horse. And he, he who sat on him was called what? Faithful. The rock of salvation that cannot be moved. He has proven himself to be faithful and true. There is no rock. There is no God like our God. That's what we sang today in the morning. He's faithful. He's called faithful. He's called true. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. So if we are the people who are called by him, um, and uh, we are the people who accompany him, and we overcome uh, the spirit of the Antichrist in the last days, we are called, we are chosen, and most importantly, we are supposed to be what? We are supposed to remain faithful until the end. Matthew chapter 24, this is what it says. Who then is the faithful and wise servant? Understand the order. Who's that? Who then is a? Not wise and faithful. Faithful and wise. Wisdom comes next. Faithfulness comes first. Wisdom has got to do with your ability. Faithfulness has got to do with your character. Okay. Samson was incredibly gifted. But gift, but was he faithful? Absolutely not. Slept in the lap of Delilah and lost his anointing. And all that he used his anointing was for his own good. For his own revenge. Okay. Wise is not important. Faithfulness is important. You are faithful and therefore you are wise. Daniel was faithful and God gave Daniel wisdom. Okay. Solomon was wise, but sorry, he didn't remain faithful. That's the reason why he says the last words of David to Solomon is serve Lord, the Lord with a faithful and a loyal heart all the days of your life. It doesn't matter how gifted you are, Solomon. You might be having the giftings of God. You might be very wise, incredibly wise with a GPA of 10 out of 10. Doesn't matter. You might be at the top of your class. Sorry to say that. If you're not loyal and faithful to your God till the end, it doesn't matter how wise you are. See, ultimately, wisdom is not important. What is important is faithfulness. Wisdom is good. If you are faithful, Matthew chapter 25, look at what it says. The person who used his talent well, verse 21, the Lord said to him, well done, good and what? Faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make a ruler over many. So, God is wanting us to become people who are, who are of faith. So, what? we look at one example and one of my favorite examples, of course, um, the very first Sermon, I, if I'm right, one of the, I think the second teaching when I got the opportunity to share from this pulpit, I shared was about Caleb and Joshua. Today I want to look at one guy whose name is Dog. Telugulo Kukka. 
ఈ పేరేంటి కుక్క కేలర్ మీన్స్ డాగ్ బ్యాద ఇట్స్ ఇన్క్రెడబుల్ ఓకే రిమెంబర్ అ మ్యాన్ ఆఫ్ గాడ్ టాకింగ్ అబౌట్ హిస్ రిలేషన్షిప్ విత్ హిస్ డాగ్ ఓకే ఇట్స్ డాగ్స్ ఆర్ ఫెయిత్ఫుల్ టు మెన్ మెన్ టు దర్ మాస్టర్స్ బై ద వే యు నో ఇట్ ఓకే ఫర్ దోస్ ఆఫ్ అర్స్ హూ రియలీ డోంట్ అప్రిషియేట్ దట్ this is one man of god who i love and i adore and who mentored me through his teachings and i'm sure some of you know who i'm mentioning if I'm, i'll mention some one of the testimonies that he shared in one of his teachings um he, they were living in a community and uh, they had a lot of dogs you know to guard that community so every that that entire community was filled with dogs i mean they not filled with dogs they had german shepherds right uh, to guard their stuff but then what happened was uh, these german shepherds they came together and they became rowdy okay except his one he had a good dog who would listen to him and what happened was it was there was a uh, there was a uh, they, they used to go and start attacking uh, the deer and the reindeer in that area and uh, immediately what had happened was uh, the local authorities said you can't have your dogs like this you have to do something about that you have to eliminate them or give them away or do something about it so they got the government order saying that you have to get rid of your dogs so they had to finish off their dogs so what what they did was they took their rifles so they took their dogs they would took them into the in the into the woods they would shoot them and they would bury them all the dogs of the other other owners they intuitively knew that it was their last walk to their graves except this man's dog yeah they were weep they were howling they knew it somehow instinctively that this was their last walk except this man of god's dog followed him faithfully till the end and he was digging his grave it was helping the do- the the man to dig the grave helping him out he has tears in his eyes now he takes his gun shoots the dog and it's gone till the end it remained faithful to him very difficult no for him, for that man of god it was like he, his heart was broken he says you know my own children not as not, not as faithful as 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 this dog i, I have one my uncle my my dad's younger brother uh, he had a dog for 18 years died recently and they were they wept for that dog and you know when i went to his place recently he was telling me vijay my dog it had only one thing it, it knew only one thing how to love he just loved us never expected anything from us and he had a you know a, a, a choke in his voice when he was talking about a dog you see caleb is one such guy in the bible you know his name is caleb means dog look at what god has to say about caleb this is what he talks about numbers chapter 14 <clears throat> this is when uh, ch- children of israel they come back you know 12 men went to spy on cain and 10 were bad and two were good <laughs> why did they go to spy on cain and 10 were bad and two were good and you know what they brought a report right and uh, obviously the people went with the majority report and not the minority report then the lord said i have pardoned and you know what you know the story the lord said i'm going to finish this fellows off moses intervened somehow and then god says i have pardoned the iniquity according to your word their iniquity according to your word but truly as i live all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the lord 
Because all these men who have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have put me to the test now these ten times and have not heeded my voice. God, they were, by the way, they were pardoned. They have pardoned. They, they were pardoned, okay? They were forgiven. In other words, most of them will make it to heaven. But truly, so what, what, look at what it says. They certainly shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. But what my servant Caleb, because he had a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land which he went and his descendants shall inherit it. Who is who's Caleb? Caleb is a kind of a believer, a type of a believer, who is an overcomer. Okay. Believer in Christ, who is faithful to Christ, who is the servant of Christ, and God says, he is my servant. Okay. We, we all say, I am the servant of God. It's a great servant of God. One man, one man of God said, I am not great servant of God, I am a servant of great God. See, he says, my servant Caleb, the same words which he used for Moses, why were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Okay. Same words. My servant. My God is Yahweh, and God says, my servant is Caleb. Hmm? Because he had a, what, a, what spirit? A different spirit in him. In, a, in other words, he had a different attitude, he had a different mindset, if you will, and has followed me fully. I will bring into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. So, he's a type of a believer who overcomes. Why does he overcome? He's not, a, he's not the majority who do not overcome. He's among the minority who overcome. He's a minority who passes the test and he goes on to the other side. A minority who possesses the life of Christ, who finishes the purposes of God in his life. And why does he finish the purposes of God in his life? Because he has a different spirit and he follows the Lord, what? Completely to the end. Fully. Meaning he finished what he started. Full stop. Okay. His life is not going to end with a comma. His life is going to end with a full stop. He's done it. Over. How did he do it? He was a servant of God. He had a different spirit. And he followed me fully. So the question is, if we know Caleb also means faithful. It means actually it's used in this connotation. He's, it's, he, it means faithful as a dog. As a dog is faithful to its master. So was Caleb to his master. Faithful all the days of his life. So what kind of a spirit did he have? What, what is the spirit? This is what Second Corinthians chapter 4 will talk about. The spirit of Caleb. And since we have the same spirit of what? Faith. Say that. Everybody say. Spirit of faith. Okay. This is not the gift of faith. No, 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 no. It is a fruit of the spirit which is faith. It is a, the, the spirit which remains faithful. We have the same spirit of faith according to what is written. I have believed and therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore we also speak. Knowing that. He who raised us, raised up the Lord Jesus, will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. This is, the, this is a statement of faith. So he has a different spirit. 
So what did, what does Caleb have? He had a different spirit. And what is that spirit? It's a spirit of faith because faithful people have a spirit of faith. That is the reason why I titled, titled today's teaching as the faith of the faithful. What kind of a spirit one should have? What is the attitude? Because spirit is also, uh, 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 also talks about the attitude one should have. The believer's attitude. Toward what is important? What is the attitude? How does this faith of the faithful manifest itself in action? That is something which we need to look at, look at carefully. And if we are supposed to be a people who are supposed to be overcoming on the other side and who, who overcome and inherit all things, what should be the attitude that we should inculcate and practice in our lives? The attitude which is already there in seed form for every born again believer. Because it says, he, whoever is born of God, rather whatever is born of God, overcomes I mean, you can put a world, flesh, whatever on the other side. Whoever is born of God overcomes. So what is that spirit? What is the attitude which is there in seed form, which we have to nurture and cultivate? Okay. Cultivate. The word for cultivate meaning nurturing it, pouring water upon it, manure, etc. Putting a hedge of protection around it so that it will bear fruit. Hmm? So what are these attitudes that we need to possess? What is that spirit of faith? How does it transform itself into action? Is a question. Numbers chapter 13. Let's read. About Caleb. The first time. About Caleb. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither the sentence us, and surely it floweth milk, milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless the people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Meaning, he says, the land is fantastic. The life of Christ, boy, it's, it's fantastic. It's beautiful. Okay. Who wouldn't want to be Christ? I think, uh, no, I, I don't think many people want to be Christ. Okay. Uh, Abigail is here. Um, well, I'm going to finish with a small baby, no? Uh, there was something they had to share. There was only one chocolate. Um... Mama said, whoever wants to be like Jesus will share the chocolate with the other person. Will give the chocolate to the other person. Immediately Abigail said, she wants to be like Jesus. And to the... (laughs) She wants to be like Jesus. No, Actually, nobody wants to be like Jesus. They like Christ as God, but they don't like Christ as Lord. That is the reason why, you know what Paul says, I, I say weeping They are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Actually, not many people want to be like Jesus. Alright, Mama. (laughs) Saved me, Lord. But you want to be, you want me to be like you? Please. No, 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 no. But you know what? Whomever he has called, why did he call them? He predestined them to be conformed to what? To the image of his son. He just called just to... Uh, call us and we forgive you. Okay, I forgive your sin. Now I'm going to take you just as you are and take you to heaven. No. No, a lot of people want that. Just as I am without one plea. <laughs> but God says, I plead with you, please become like me. You don't worry what he wants to become like Jesus. Right? Okay. Nevertheless, the people be strong. They loved it. They said, you know what? This is fantastic. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. Meaning it's too much for us to overcome this. And the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. And the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. Man, fantastic geography they had, you know. They could map perfectly. They get 10 out of 10 in mapping. 
The Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell on the mountains. <laughs> the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. Oh my goodness, they know exactly where what is. What were they describing? They were describing what? The Anakites, the, the Amalekites, the Canaanites. They were strong. They were big. It goes on to say, we were like grasshoppers in our side, in their side. They're speaking for them also. You see, we describe the enemy. It's not a spirit of faith. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 17. These are the people who are soldiers in the army. What are they doing? They're having soldier meals three times a day in officer's mess. And doing nothing and describing the enemy. What are you doing? Three times meals. And extra also we'll have. If it is sent from home. What is sent from home? Cheese is sent. Butter is sent. Maka khana bhi khaliya. Kya karra bhi? Kuch nahi karra. Describe karra. Pakistan ko. First Samuel chapter 17. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. So the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man? Who has come up, surely he has come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills, the, kills him, the king will enrich with great riches. Will give him his daughter and give his father's house exemption from taxes. Life of Christ is fantastic. King's daughter also. Daughter had to be beautiful, Baba. Otherwise, who's going to die for her, no? You know, you remember, uh, I think uh, Caleb's uh, brother, what's his name? Othniel, yeah, Othniel. Othniel, you know, he said, I'm going to give my daughter, who, what's her name? Hatsa, oh, yeah, Hatsa, I forget her name, okay. Uh, Aksa, Aksa, yeah, I'm going to give Aksa. Othniel's brother saw the daughter, he said, boy, this girl, worth putting my neck, worth dying for. Okay. I don't know which daughter he promised Saul. <laughs> Saul always makes promises but never keeps them. So he says, that day, what, what were they doing? Describing the enemy. But you know what? There was one guy who had the spirit of faith. Because he believed and therefore he speaks. You know what he says? Then David spoke to the men who stood by him. What shall be done for this man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this fellow? You see? The same guy is looking at him and he says, what is this guy? What is he going to do? I'm going to finish this fellow off. You see? The spirit, the spirit of faith, we'll come to that. So, they start describing the enemy and then this is the first time Caleb is mentioned in the Bible as to what he said. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses. What did he do? What did he do? Still. Normally, in other words, shut up, be silent, zip your lips. Before who? No. Let me tell you what Moses stands for. Moses represents the leadership. Moses represents. Christ, Jesus Christ, okay? Because everybody, they were all baptized into Moses. Represents teaching. Represents anointing. Represents a person who shows us and teaches us the ways of God. Represents a person who knows how to walk by faith and not by sight. A person who's a worthy example to be followed. 
A person who has given up all the wisdom of, I mean, the, the, the pleasures of Egypt and who has given up everything because he saw the one who is faithful, I mean, the one who is invisible and followed him, that is Moses. And you know what he's saying? Shut up before Christ. Shut up, please. A man who's, who represents teaching, who represents faithfulness, who represents anointing, who, who represents example to uh, a person who is uh, worthy to be followed, and he says, shut up. Let me tell you what, it, what, it, what that means. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 onwards. Moreover, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. Everybody say, ignorant. You know what ignorant means, right? My people perish because of lack of knowledge. They call themselves, knowledge is gnosis. Ignorant is agnosis, from which we get the word agnostic. Who are you? Do you believe in God? No, no, no I'm agnostic. What are you? Ignorant. That's what it means. A euphemism for ignoramus. So, I don't want you to be ignorant, brothers, that all our pa- fathers passed, uh, were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. All were baptized where? Into Moses. Now, what does Moses represent? He represents Christ. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Christ represents teaching. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. It represents anointing. It represents leadership. It represents people who have been gifted by Christ to be apostles, teachers, pastors, shepherds and prophets. It represents the fivefold anointing of the Holy Spirit who is supposed to equip the church. And you know what he's saying? You heard all this teaching now. Shut up. Be silent. Don't open your mouth. Why is this important? After all that you have heard, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Did it produce faith in you? Because you have to have faith and faith should transform itself into action. Do you have the faith that transforms itself into into action? Look at what it says in the epistle of Jude, chapter 1, verse 5. But I want to remind you that though you once knew this, that the Lord having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. Why did they not believe? Because they heard the word. They heard the word day in and day out. But unfortunately, the word that they heard did not profit them. That's exactly the reason why Hebrews says that the word that they heard, the gospel that they heard, did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith or they were not what? Together, they were not united by faith to those who heard. In other words, they were not united with the purposes of the leader. They were not united with the purposes, the vision of the church. They were not united with the teaching of the church. They were not united in the, in the direction that the church was going into. They had their own ideas. You see? Faith, which is without works, is that. And what does is, what is, what is, what is Caleb say? You know what? Please hold your you know what the, the first lesson Caleb learned? The first action of faith is to control your tongue. Control your tongue. Honestly, you know, I drive Pastor James all around whenever we have meetings. We hardly talk. You think that we talk a lot? No. Very little words. Okay. 
I remember Arthur Katz when he was called for a meeting. He was picked from the airport and the guy who, who went to receive him, he was supposed to go to the meeting immediately, right? And he wouldn't talk. He was silent. He was absolutely silent. And they asked him, why are you so silent? I do not want to waste and leak my anointing by speaking something which is untoward. That's what he says. The question is, do we have the, the control over our tongue? Do we hold our tongue? Caleb said, Shh, shut up. Hold your tongue. And the very first lesson, by the way, the person, the people who conquered the promised land, who overcame the promises, I mean, who, who possessed the promises of God, who knew, came into the promised land, the very first lesson they were taught is, go around Jerusalem, I'm sorry, Jericho, and be what? Quiet. Be silent. Don't speak. Don't speak. Don't speak. That is the reason why it says, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell. Do we have the control over our tongue? Can we control over our tongue? Do we have a bit and a brittle over our tongue? Look at what it says in James chapter 1 verse 26. If anyone, can we read this verse together? together. If anyone among you thinks that he is religious and does not brittle his tongue but deceives his own heart. By the way, the heart is deceitful above all things. And desperately wicked. The deceitful heart, you are making it more Deceitful by doing what? By opening your mouth. This one's religion is what? Useless. It's vain. It's empty. Amazing. Can you make your tongue a saint? I'm not joking. I'm, this, is, this is scripture. Can your tongue become a saint? Look at what it says in James chapter 3. And the tongue is a fire, verse 6 onwards. A world of iniquity or unrighteousness or lawlessness. The tongue is set, is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body. That is the reason why murmuring and complaining, you know, it's like a, the, the, the Greek word is gongusmo. It's cold, spreads like that. No, it's like a ripple on the, on the uh, you throw a stone in the middle of the river and the waves percolate. Very easy. And everybody is complaining, complaining, complaining. So when you go to the class first, when the, class, when the teacher is late to the class, what do you hear? You get to the class. Everybody, quiet. You know what he says? For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile, And creature of the sea is tamed. You know, the word for tamed is very interesting in, 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 in Telugu. Sadhu ka jalunu. Meaning, it can be made into a sadhu. It can be made into a saint. What can be made into a saint? A bird can become a saint. A reptile called. You know, reptiles in our homes. You know reptiles in our homes? What are reptiles in our homes? Lizards, yeah. My dear daughter is here. We have the patriarch lizard in our home. A big fat fellow. And he's the reason for all the other lizards. That fellow went into their room. Ah! Scream. Thank God for Sammy and Peter. They taught me as to how to deal with lizards during the lockdown. Peter is very loving with lizards. Sammy is ruthless. Okay. 
<laughs> Sammy was Boaz before he met Ruth. Who was Boaz before he met Ruth? Ruthless. Okay. <laughs> Sam is ruthless. He'll just. Peter is like gentle. Okay. And I'm learning from both of these as to how to tame lizards. Even lizards can be made sadhus. You know that? Pastor James had a pet lizard, apparently. I wonder how he dealt with that. Even lizard. And I, I told her, my daughter, I said, you know what? One thing about learned about lizards. Once they know a trajectory, they will go back into that same trajectory again. Don't worry about it. They've been tamed upon a particular trajectory. They don't stray to the left or to the right like us. Even reptiles. So I said, I went into the room. I said, chi, 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 chi. It came back the way it went. I didn't have to do anything. Just chase it out. It retraced its path back. It can be tamed. Dolphins can be tamed. Fish can be tamed. Reptiles can be tamed. Snakes can be tamed. Rats can be tamed. But a tongue. That's the reason why, you know what God said? I'm giving you dominion over all the, what? The birds of the air? The fish of the sea? What does it mean? The way you dominate the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, dominate your tongue. Make your tongue into a sadhu. Sadhu Sundar Singh. Sadhu tongue. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil. Meaning, you put a ruler, it will go twisted. That's what unruly means. It does not like rules at all. Therefore, Caleb says, first thing, silent. Everybody. Silent. Okay, let's move on. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat, the, eat its fruit. Love what? If you love death, what will come out of your mouth? Death. If you love life, what will come out of your mouth? Life. For out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. If you have a heart which has been transformed by God, it's full of the word of God. That's the reason why Pastor was talking about being thanksgiving. If your life is full of thanksgiving and praise and worship, boy, you enjoy songs, especially songs which speak about the cross, which are a rare commodity these days. And I really congratulate Peter and Pranith who search these songs which talk about the cross. See? That is the reason why he says, the hymn writer will say, where the whole realm of nature mine, where the whole realm of nature mine, where an offering far too small, love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Meaning, if you sow words of life, you will reap words of, uh, uh, results of life. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that's exactly what he's going to reap. So, first thing Caleb says, quiet. He's, been a, he's a trained guy who knows when to speak, what to speak. And especially he says, don't speak like against, against the teaching that we received. This is the teaching that we received. This is truth. We can take this truth and bank it, bank upon it. Every other wisdom of this world is going to fail us, but this is not going to fail us. See? Look at what it says in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 20. 
but the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence. That is the reason why. Slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to get angry. Because when we are angry, what do we do? We speak. Yeah, exactly. You speak and shout. Especially on the roads. I mean, I'm driving, no? The other day, one guy, right before the wine shop, he was staggering and walking across the road. And I slowed down because suddenly I saw him. All of a sudden, he was crossing the, crossing the road. Because, and then he turned back at me and he was shouting at me. I said, who's this fellow? They, they anger you, no? The, the road uh, is a way to show us how our tongue is. You should shout, the Lord bless you, you fellow. Okay, that's better. Okay, keep silence before him. Keep silence before him. Meaning what? Be quiet. Learn. The Lord is in his holy temple. And let, let who? Let all the earth. We are of what? We are earth dwellers. No longer earth dwellers, no. We are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. So, look at what it says in Romans chapter 12. Therefore I urge you, brothers, sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true, proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed. Put your eyes on the things which are above. The Lord is in his holy temple. Lord, teach me your ways. Show me your paths. Colossians chapter 3. It says, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things which are above. And not on earthly things. So what should you do with the things on earth? Look at what it says. Next verse. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Understand? So, be silent. Zephaniah chapter 1 verse 7. Be silent in the presence of the Lord. Okay? Be silent in the presence of the Lord God. Why? For the day of the Lord is near. Learn. Zechariah chapter 2 verse 13. Be silent all flesh before the Lord. For he is aroused from his holy habitation. Be silent. This is the Lord's house. Be silent. Put, in other words, what, if, what does it mean to be silent? Let no other voice distract you. That is the reason why when we come to church, especially on a Sunday, we encourage you, you know, be prepared, be prepared. Don't take any meeting lightly. Come prepared. You should be as if you're sitting at the edge of your seat. Your life depends upon this. You can miss any other class, but this class you can't miss. You can't. You can't afford to miss. Lord, speak to me. Tell me the words. Let your words be few. What, look at what it says in Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Walk prudently when you go to the house of God. Draw near to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools. You see that? For they do not know what they, that they do evil. Do not be rash with your mouth. And let not your heart utter anything hastily before God. For God is in heaven and you on earth. Therefore, let your words be what? Okay. Especially when senior men of God are talking, be quiet. Be all ears. Meaning, if your entire body were to be an ear, transform your body into an ear. You saw that movie Transformer? Suddenly that car becomes a robot. Okay. 
So from the moment you come to church, let your entire body become ears. That will be interesting, isn't it? All ears. Here, here, here. You see, I mean, I've seen this uh, attitude in, even in, ch- in school, no? There's a lot of people, no? They're, when they're interested, they hold on to the professor's words as if they're pearls. Okay. They're very keen, especially when they come to the first year, first semester. After a while, they get used to it, like, like we heard yesterday, no? Uh, once you travel several times in the aeroplane, uh, she's only doing drama. Uh, okay, we already know it. But even even in uh, even in university, I thought, no, first year, first semester. Like this, now this, now. Okay, and they listen carefully. And when they f- midterm exams are over and the, uh, I finish mark grading their exams, 0.25 marks they will fight. Sir, this is what I I thought about this answer, sir. This is what I said. This is what I meant. This is what I meant. This is what I did. This is what you should see for 0.25 marks of this how they fight. Second year, first semester. Third year, first semester. Fourth year, first semester. This is after he got a job in Facebook, by the way. What has happened? I'm graduating. My goodness, my dear brothers, what is the spirit we have? A spirit which holds our tongue and holds on to every word of God. You know why? Because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. That word could be the word from heaven, from God. I, I could be speaking a volume of words, but there could be one word which is from God for you. And I can tell you n number of times. Okay. 52 times 2 times 10. That is 104 times 10. One, 1040 messages, sermons at least. Many of you have heard. You see, do you hold on to the word? Let not the word ever become familiar. One thing Caleb's learn is, Caleb learns is, when Moses is speaking, be quiet. When the teaching is going on, thank you so much. When the teaching is going on, be quiet. Be quiet. Don't speak too much. Hold your tongue. Tame your tongue. Speak. You see, what happens is, many of us leak our anointing through our lips, and through our mouth, and through our tongues. We speak something unto her. Because in the multitude of words, what does it say? There's, sin is not lacking. Sin is not lacking. You see, you can overcome pornography. You can overcome maybe lust. But one thing you have to really strive to overcome is to control your tongue. That is one of the most difficult. That is the reason why he says, if any man has, br- has control over his tongue, what has he become? He has become a Perfect man. Perfect man. If he does not offend in word, he has become a complete man. And that is the reason why a lot of men of God, they are actually very silent. Have you seen them? They are very silent, very reserved. Because they know, they understand this principle of being silent. My tongue is not my own. My lips are not my own. They belong to God. These lips have to be speaking the oracles of God. 
And they have to be under the control of God, therefore. See? Practice it, my brothers. That is the reason why 600,000 men, how many people overcame? Two. Even Moses lost control over his tongue. Can you see that? Can you, can you imagine this? 80 years of being disciplined by and discipled by God still can't control his tongue. That should send shivers down our spine. See? God whom said, who said, Moses is a person who is faithful in all my house. And he slipped up. Where? In his tongue. Not in, his, not in lust. Not in covetousness. I think it's a very important lesson. I'm, I'm possibly a very young person to speak this, but I learned this. To be silent. Over a period of time, be reserved. Don't speak too much. Or don't have too many friends also. But 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 it'll come out somehow. Some somewhere or there it'll come out. Give yourselves less opportunities to sin. The more the number of meetings, the probability of sinning increases and the odds are stacked against you. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I am not talking about this is for men and women. It's not for just women or men. This is neuter. Okay. And then look at next verse. Next word, what happens? This is about Caleb. Numbers chapter 14. And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that what? Searched the land. What did they do? Everybody say, searched the land. Searched the land. Question. First thing Caleb learned is to control his tongue. Second thing he learned is to search the land. There are three types of people. People who are lazy to search and who leave all the searching to their pastor. And as Zach Poonen says, these people deserve to be deceived. Not my words, but Zach Poonen's words. Okay? People who search and don't find Christ. And third category of people, people who search and find. And by the way, searching is not easy. You know, that's the reason why if you, if you want to get a PhD, what, what are you supposed to do? Research. Mean what? Search with a re. Joyce, rejoice. Meaning, it's like in a loop. Joyce, rejoice, 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 rejoice. Do that. Joyce, rejoice, 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 rejoice. It's in, it's in loop mode. If you want to learn a song, what do you do? YouTube. What do you do? Loop mode. The same song goes over and over again. They will, Papa, put Tapaiko. They learn that song now. They don't understand what Tapaiko is. Tapaiko Chwema. Chwema, right? They learn that song. They will love that. You know, they loop mode all the time in the car. Why? Search, research. Search, keep on searching, 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 searching. Look at what it says. How do we search? Proverbs chapter 2. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline, everybody say incline. Incline, how do I incline? Not obtuse angle, but acute angle. Okay? Have to learn teacher geometry also. You'll get, it, get that for free. Hmm? Otherwise, you'll be obtuse, indifferent people. What is obtuse, indifferent? 
<laughs> like this, what, what do you call as uh, uh, easy chair Christians, no? That is the reason why one, one man, we, we sang that Sunday school song, no? You can't go to heaven in an easy chair for the Lord doesn't want any lazy bones there. You can't go to heaven in an aeroplane <laughs> for the aeroplane can't fly that high. In an easy chair, no way. And treasure that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding. My goodness, how much should I do, Baba? If you seek her as silver, search for her as for hidden treasures. Meaning, you do a mechanist gold on that. Have you seen mechanist gold? They, they are willing to die to find gold. Gold, 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 you know, the mechanist gold, that song. Gold, good old uh, westerns. Oh my goodness. They die. They're willing to die for gold. That is the reason why he says, who's the guy who found the kingdom of God? He was searching and searching and searching. He was going deep into the depths of the ocean and he found a pearl of great price. And what did he do? To obtain that, he sold everything so that he could find the kingdom. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord. Why? And find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. You see, even now in this congregation, people know, God knows how many are searching. How many are acute? How many are obtuse? I don't know. Some people are very inclined like this. Like, you know, in the, in the class, they'll put their, their hand under their chin and say, Yes, professor. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Atabinayam durta lakshanam. As if they are interested, they are not interested because when the, when the marks come, when the viva comes, viva. You know, if you want to know whether a person has understood a class or not, don't even have to give him a question paper. Take the viva. Because out of the abundance of heart, the mouth speaks. You know, if I were to give you the question, uh, if I were to give you two options, do you want a written exam or a viva? Which would you prefer? Ah. Especially if you know the professor knows his subject. <laughs> you'll, you'll, your righteousness will be like filthy rags before him. <laughs> I remember we had, we, had, we had a professor called Yagna Narayana, okay? Finally, in the final exam, he threw a surprise to everybody. Uh, we don't have any written final exam. Oh, everybody said, project? Because you can copy from each other. Uh, uh, term paper? No term paper. I am going to do a viva. Everybody's heart was in the mouth. Professor Yagna Narana is going to take a viva <laughs> interview. That is the reason why it's called interview. What is there in your inter? When King Nebuchadnezzar interviewed them, what had happened? He was he found them ten times better. These guys knew the subject man. They were full of wisdom. All the other people had head knowledge. This guy has had real wisdom. And I said, boy, these are the best. And Daniel was among the top three. And among the top three, he was numero uno. Out of 127 IS officers. See. Research. Research. For the Lord gives wisdom. 
He knows how many of you are really searching for God. How many of you are really searching? That's the reason my pastor keeps on telling, you know. He says, Vijay, we want people in our church who are really seeking, who are interested in the word, who don't just come for casually. They're not casual hearers. They're people who want, who are searching, who want to know God, who want to walk with God, who want to understand the ways of God. And to understand the ways of God is not one day affair. It's search with a re. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. And shield, and, and he's a shield to those who walk uprightly. He gives wisdom. Jeremiah chapter 29. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and you will find me when you, what? Search for me with all your heart. How? All your heart. I will be fond of you says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. Let me tell you something. I know, you know why many of the people in the church are still not delivered? Why, why are they still in captivity? Why are they still under the bondage of sin? Why are they not able to break through, break a particular habit that they have incurred from childhood? Because you know what? They haven't searched God. They're searching for a solution. They're searching for a solution. And not God. Research is a tedious exercise. You have to search and search and search. And you know, your peers who actually review your work, they'll say, cheat. That's what they say. Every conference we send it to our papers, it's called a rejection conference. This is from India, IIIT, Hyderabad. First of all, with India, the, the name India, they'll say, okay, first Indian Institute, okay, fine, let us see. Oh, I want to reject this. First, he's got his opinions already. Prejudice against India. Now He says, okay, fine. Then he will read, 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 read. Okay. Oh, okay. There were so many other papers. Little originality is there. Okay. Okay. So that they don't cry that we are biased and racist. Take. Accept it. One of the emails that we dread. Rejection. Oh, Lord have mercy. All the hard work for six months. We'll come to that later on. See? Why are people in captivity? Because they're not searching, my dear brothers. Why are they not able to? Why are they in the same, same old sin over and over and over again? Because they are not searching for God. They're searching for solutions to their problems and not God. My dear brothers and sisters, what are you searching for? Do you search the land? Or do you spy the land? They are held in captivity. They are held in sin. I will tell you honestly, why, did, why was I able to overcome so many of my sins or many of my habits? Not because of any strength of my own. Because I came under teaching and I searched for God. I am not boasting. God who gave me that, that interest and that inclination. And he put me into in situations and circumstances where I have to really search for him. You should, I didn't get my first Bible. You should see the way I read my first Bible. I tore every page, literally. Search for God. Otherwise you'll still be in captivity. You wouldn't have broken through. There is, why, why are people not able to overcome sin? Because they have not been searching for God. Because he who has the Son, what? Has life. And he who does not have the Son, does not have life. 
the wrath of God remains upon him. My dear brothers and sisters, search for God. Search for God. Ask God, Lord, give me that hunger. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Lord, grant me that hunger. Let me never become familiar with the word of God. Every time I come to the hearing of the word of God, Lord, give me the fresh interest. Let me be at the edge of the seat. Let me be listening to the word of God as if my life is dependent upon that. Because you said, man shall not live but by, by, by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the life of God, from the mouth of God. Search. Proverbs chapter 6 will say, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Which having no captain, no overseer, no ruler, no close circuit cameras, no big boss watching, provides her supplies in the summer. Gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? When will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of hands. Let me enjoy this sin a little more. Let me enjoy this relationship a little more. It feels so nice to be in the arms of Delilah. You don't know the life of God is being sucked out of you. What happens to your poverty shall come like a prowler and your need like a what man? Like an armed man. You will be held captive by the sin. You will never be able to break through because you're you're lazy. That is the reason why holiness is not normal. It's not natural. It cannot drift into holiness. You have to fight against your flesh. You have to fight against your mind. You have to fight against the ideas of this world. You have to fight against distractions. Especially in an age we are where we get so easily distracted. Isaiah chapter 55. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God. For he will, for he will abundantly pardon. And then he says, you know what he goes on to say? For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor my ways, your ways. For as the heavens are high, that higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know what? We give, what? Ten years of college school, two years of intermediate, one year of long term, that is 13 years. If you don't get IIT in the first attempt, right? Or M in first term, long term, no? Long term in Delska, all China batch, okay? Yeah. 13 years, 13 years. Then, then, four years of BTEC, 17 years. If you are MBBS, 5 years of MBBS, 18 years, plus 1 year of house journey. Still not satisfied. You have to do an MD for 2 more years. And then 20 years of learning. Please, brother, 20 minutes capsule is enough. If you take capsules like multivitamins, you'll have kidney problems. Word of the Lord is um, it, it has to be it has to be meat, it has to be enjoyed, it has to be eaten, digested. You have to you have to wrestle with it. And it doesn't matter what your profession is. You could be anything. Butler, baker, software engineer, software engineer, whatever engineer. For as the rain comes down, 
and the snow from heaven and do not return there. What, what happens? But water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the what? Eater. You have to gather manna every day. Take it. On the sixth day, what should you do? Gather too much. Too much. Literally. T-W-O-M-U-C-H. So some people are lazy. They don't search. They don't search. And God says, so those people who are lazy, in 150 years, 2500 years, even a fossils can become, can evolve into dinosaurs, you will never overcome. You will never. The fossil will turn into dinosaur, for sure. Evolution will become true. But you will not evolve. If you are lazy. Spiritually, I mean. Huh. Oh, not in other things, Baba. Very, 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 very sharp on other things. Remember when the World Cup 1992? Benson and Hedges, Australia. Early in the morning, 3 o'clock. Benson and Hedges. World Series tournament. It was a ridiculous <laughs> Indian garments that they, they, they lost, of course. They lost to, they only beat Pakistan, they lost to the rest of the world. We watched. No problem with interest. Nothing. I loved it and I watched it. No discipline problems also. Abigail, get up. Abigail, get up. No problem. Which I need not have to be woken up. My goodness, on holidays they wake up early, Baba. 5 o'clock in the morning, 5.30 they're up. They're up. Because they want to play. Lazy people, you will remain happily in your sin for the rest of your life. You will, be, you will be in captivity because you have not, you have not inculcated that discipline of searching. The second kind. They search, but they don't find God. They search, but they don't find God. John's Gospel chapter 5. But you do not have the word abiding in you because you, because whom, uh, because whom he sent, him you do not believe. You search the scriptures. What do you do? You search the scriptures. For in them you think that you have eternal life and these are they which testify of me. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. You are searching, 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 searching. Christ is there. You are not coming to him. What has happened? You have learnt and learnt and learnt and learnt. One man of God said, you got, you, to get your degree, it took four years. To get over your degree, it took 40 years. That's exactly what happened to Moses. Four years in the best school in, the, in Egypt. Trained in all the wisdom and the, and the language of the Egyptians. 40 years to get over the language and the wisdom of Egypt. And finally he said, Lord, show me your ways, teach, teach me your path. You search. You, you describe the promised land. You say it is fantastic, but you do not believe. You have the un- knowledge of the scriptures, but you do not have the faith that the scriptures are supposed to produce. That is the reason why Jesus told the Sadducees, he says, you do not, you err because you do not know the scriptures, nor the power of God. If you, ha- if you knew the scriptures, you would, have had the, you would have had the power of God. Would you have it only in your head? Then they told him, we went to the land, where you sent it, sent us, it truly flows with milk and honey. But will you believe? No. 
Then the final category of people who really search. You know who those people are search? Who, peop- who, who, who are those people who really search? One example Paul has to give. In Acts chapter 17, this is what he says. Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas and went by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, the Jews in Berea, in other words. In that they received the word with all, what? Readiness of mind, it says in other translations, and searched the scriptures. How long? How many of you search the scriptures daily? You know, pick up your cross. One of the things that you need to do in order to pick up your cross daily, you have to search the scriptures daily. Daily. To find out whether these things were so. And what happened? And therefore many of them believed. And also not a few Greeks, prominent women. As well as men. Therefore, you know what Paul, Paul tells Timothy? He says, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Study you to show yourself approved unto God. A workman. A workman. You know what a workman is? A person who is like a farmer, bending his back, sowing the crops, bending, tilling, and working hard at it. Workmen that needeth not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Take this attitude. Let me tell you, you take this attitude to any field, you tell me if you will not prosper. The hand of the diligent makes rich and the blessing of God also makes rich. If you want to have the blessing of the Lord to make you rich, have the hand of the diligent which makes you rich. God will not bless lazy bones. Many of us are poor because we don't have the hand of the diligent. We are looking for the mind of the intelligent. God says, I want to see people who are diligent, not intelligent. Very passionate about this. You know why? Because I've seen smart people destroying their lives. Smart people. Brilliant guys. Extremely gifted. One such guy who's, who's, who searched and searched and searched all the wrong things. Who that, who's that person? If, I think, he would have... Even, even the PhD, he would, have get, he would have gotten an honorary doctorate from every top school in this country, in this world. He would have got a degree in biology, in mathematics, in geometry, in trigonometry, or name the science he would have got. Software engineering, maybe. Look at what he says. Ecclesiastes chapter 1. I, the preacher, was king over Jerusalem, in Israel, over Jerusalem. And I set my heart to seek and search. How? Search out by wisdom concerning all that is done under heaven. Not the person who is in heaven. No, 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 no. no. What is done under heaven. This burdensome task God has given to the sons of man by which they may be exercised. I have seen all the works that are done under the, under the sun. And indeed all is vanity and grasping after the wind. Everybody do this and catch the wind. Everybody do it. What do you have in your hand? Nothing. Nothing. In other words, you study and study and study and study and study and study and work and work and work and search and search and search. Get patents after patents and research papers and projects after projects and what have you. I know professors who have got 2,500 research papers. 2,500 research papers. 
multiple PhDs under them. Postdocs and PhDs and incredible money in their labs. You know what that research cannot do? You know what it can't do? It can't do one bit to your character, my brothers and sisters. Not one bit. You know what? After all the research that so Solomon has done, you know what is the conclusion of his matter? Look at what he, what he says in the next verse. He says, what is crooked cannot be made straight. What is lacking cannot be numbered. Finished. Over. You earned a PhD from Harvard. Did it make you overcome pornography? No. You're a slave to sin. You won all these degrees from every university in the world. Did it make you a very righteous, godly believer who, can, who, cannot, who will not cheat on his taxes? No. You become so smart, now you can write algorithms as to how to cheat on taxes. You see algorithms now? How they change your algorithms? It's called artificial intelligence. And people pay a fortune to get a degree in artificial intelligence so they can work for Google and do a Google search. But they don't search for God and that Google search will never change your character. Will not touch your character. That which cannot be, which is crooked, cannot be made straight. With all the degrees, it has made you an educated crook of the first order. My dear brothers and sisters, what are we running after? What are we searching? Vijay, you got a degree in PhD. It's so easy for you to say that. I tell this because I saw it in the lab. I'll tell you something, my dear brothers and sisters. You stay in the lab for long. You will lose your wife and your children. And I tell it from my personal experience. smart people everybody says Einstein the brilliant man you know he messed up in his marriage he was a crook he, he fornicated with, the, with his own cousin do we talk about that oh he spoke against the Nazis he, 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 he gave us a theory as to how to invent the atom bomb but he could not change his character He got a Nobel laureate and a professorship from Max Planck Institute in Germany. But it could not change his character. My dear brothers and sisters, what are we running after? What are we running after? Where do we put our trust in? So grasping after the wind. Grasping after the wind. You know, Joseph and Daniel, they were never talked about their research. Nobody knows about their research. We only know about the revelation. We only know about the revelation. We know about their character. And yet they were successful men. Straight, upright, godly men. Look at what he says. Another search he does. Ecclesiastes chapter 2. 1 actually. Actually chapter 2 this is. 
I commune with my heart saying, look, I have attained greatness. And I have gained more wisdom than all who were who are before me in Jerusalem. My heart has understood great wisdom and knowledge and set my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceive. Why do you want to know madness? I want to know the, I want to know the edge of everything, Solomon said. You know what people want to do now? I told you, right? Larry Walters. He made a stool. He put, a, he put himself on a stool. And he attached a 2,500, not 2,500, a bunch of helium balloons to his stool. And he released them into the sky. What is his idea? Great idea. I want to fly into the sky using my helium balloons. And I'm going to use my air pistol. Shoot one balloon at a time. Slowly I will land. What are you doing? Fly into the sky, slowly land. Suddenly that day, the, the, the weather didn't cooperate. The, the, you should go and see, see it on YouTube. His girlfriend, they cut the cable, he shot it to the sky. He couldn't control because the weather was... He just went off 16,000 feet into the sky. And then he took his air pistol, tuck, tuck, tuck. He started shooting one, one uh, balloon at a time. And suddenly his, his, the, 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 his hand slipped and the, the, the gun fell down. I lost my gun, I lost my gun. Sixteen thousand feet into the California skies. All mad people in California. I don't know what, what they do there. Sixteen thousand feet into the sky. He's not he's not able to come down, so military airplanes have to come because he's interfering with the airspace. And slowly he was landed and they did not know which crime he committed because there is no law against a mad fellow flying into the sky. Madness, 43 years old, he committed suicide and he died. Dead. Madness. Solomon, great cousin. I don't know, these people, when you go to the US, they get so crazy. They want to jump off the aeroplane and put a parachute. I said, Baba, what is this? Madness. No, 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 no. We want to jump. We want to do skydiving, air skiing. Gravity, da. Test God. Madness. Which fool wants to do that? There are several fools. Including from my own family. I will not mention names. They will get offended if I say that. They put it on YouTube also. Hey, I jumped off. Mad fellow from US. Just for the thrill. How empty the human heart is. You know why? Because you do not search God. Because God has placed eternity in your heart. And he, only He can fulfill that. None, nobody else, not your wife, not your child, not your career, not your degree, not all the knowledge that you earn, not any degree from the top school in this world can satisfy your longing for, for acceptance and what have you in your heart. Only God can. Search God and die. Not curse God and die. You will be with God in heaven. For in much wisdom is much grief. That's what pastor says, no? A gynecologist who's pregnant, 
and a normal woman who's pregnant who's got much grief yeah see <laughs> my dear brothers what are we searching for do we search god do we search for god if i can find you know if god can find a few people here in this congregation who say you know what i'm going to set aside this madness and folly i'm going to learn from solomon the smartest fellow i don't want to reinvent the wheel and say the wheel is circle is a circle dum dum is already done Ecclesiastes chapter 2 look at what he says i said to my heart come now i will test you with mirth therefore enjoy pleasure but surely this is also vanity i said to laughter madness pitchikipoted naval nenu i should laugh till i get mad with laughter that is that is the reason why we call them amusement park meaning muse means think amuse means don't think don't think parks where do we go where do we go to this park don't think okay just jump do tora tora <laughs> experience 3g force nana hodo jump off like this why i'm telling you this guy what did he take up this i searched in my heart how to gratify my flesh with wine while my guiding my heart with wisdom meaning he was drinking and drinking and drinking and studying baba is dipso par excellent study very study i am able to write ecclesiastes look how study i am where is your laboratory my body because you know what if you don't search god you will your heart needs thousand things to search for not one a million at least and that is the reason why we have a generation who cannot be satisfied with netflix with prime video with oh, free membership trial membership <laughs> what have you membership cannot be satisfied did you see after watching movie today i am so satisfied pa kadupu nindipoyindi did you say that no no one more one more is something still lacking something that is elusive learn from this man don't waste your time you know finally what he has to say fear <laughs> god obey his commandments if it starts if your thesis starts with that all the rest i don't have to, don't even have to read and waste my time the title of the thesis fear god keep his commandments what are you doing searching for the problem did you find the problem no i am the problem all right let's go back to numbers chapter 14 14 so first thing he kept silent second thing he searched the land he searched the land you know what he found it boy amazing not like a lazy person but searched diligently and found him third 
after he searched the land, what did he do? Rent his clothes. You know what he did? You see the standards of God. You search the land of God. You see the life of Christ. You see the standards of God. You know what should come to you? Only one thing. Lord, I can't live up to these standards. All you can do is rent your clothes. Meaning, there's a lifestyle of repentance. Practicing a lifestyle of repentance. What is rending your clothes? You know what it says? Rent your clothes. John's Gospel. Joel, Joel 2. Joel 2 verse 12 onwards. Now therefore says the Lord, Turn to me with all your heart with fasting and weeping and with mourning. So rend your heart. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God for he is gracious and merciful. Turn back to me. You saw the standards of God. You cannot keep the standards of God. You searched God. You saw the beauty of God. And you are saying, you know what? I saw the beauty of Jesus in me. I want to see the beauty of Jesus in me. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. All his wondrous compassion and purity. Oh, thou spirit divine. All my nature refined. Till the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. Said the hymn writer. Oh, thou spirit divine, all my nature refine. What is he saying? Lord, I rent my garments. I cannot live up to these standards. Every time I listen to the word of God, every time I see the standards of being a father, every time I see the standards of being a husband, every time I see the standards of being a pastor, every time I see the standards of being a servant of God, I can only do one thing, Lord. I am not sufficient for these things. I rent my clothes and say, Lord, I repent, Lord. Teach me your ways. Show me your paths. Lead me into the life of everlasting. Into, 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 into everlasting life. Because I cannot live up to these standards. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. All his wondrous compassion and purity. Oh thou spirit divine. All my nature refine. Till the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. There's a lifestyle of repentance. He's not only repenting. He's grieving over the unbelief of his fellow brothers and sisters. And his own unbelief. At the same time. One of the things that we have to really, really grieve. How many of you grieved over unbelief? Lord, I didn't believe you today. We don't, we take it so casually. But he says, they could not, they could not enter into the land because of what? Unbelief. Lest there in, be in any one of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. They're in their hearts. They're in their garments. And they said, you know what? Lord, forgive our unbelief. Forgive our unbelief. It will show in action, my dear brothers and sisters. Look at what it says in Jonah, chapter 3. And Jonah began to walk into, enter the city. Three days journey. The first day he started. Then he cried out and said, 40 days, Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh, everybody said that? Believe God. Believe God, my dear brothers and sisters. You know why? Because they understood the standards of God. They understood the standards of God. Proclaim the fast. Put on sackcloth. From the greatest to the least of them. Then word came to the king of Nineveh and he arose from his throne. And you know what he did? He laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth and sat in ashes. You know what it says in the next verse? You know what he says? Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink water. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone turn from his evil way and from his, and from his violence that is in his hands. Who can tell what God can do? Who can tell? Who can tell? 
turn away from his fierce anger that we may not perish. You know what it says next verse? Everybody say that. Then God saw there. Ah. Hmm. This is faith with works. Works of repentance. That they turn from their evil way. First, he controlled his tongue. Second, he searched for God. Third, when he looked at the standards of God, he rent his garments and said, oh Lord, I repent. He practiced a lifestyle of repentance and changing your mind. Every time you hear the word of God, what is the call? Repent. Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. What is the gospel? The standards of God. All glory, all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord abides forever. Therefore, this is the standard of God. Repent and change your life according to the standard. Don't be passive. Do works. Don't go out of the sanctuary and say, this is too much. Rend your garments and go out and say, Lord, I want to change. I want to change. I want to change. Numbers chapter 14. Look at his words. If the Lord delight in us, he will give us this land. What is that? If the Lord delight in us. The Lord wants to delight. Actually, the Lord wants to delight on you. But you have to do certain things to, to, to get the favor of the Lord. I'm, I'm not talking about the favor for you to get saved. I'm talking about the favor for you to overcome. No. I'm not talking about the salvation which you got freely when you accepted it. I'm talking about the salvation which causes you to overcome and become an overcomer and rule along with Jesus Christ on the throne. I'm talking about that. How does the Lord delight in us? Esther chapter 2, verse 14. In the evening she went, and on the morrow she returned into the second house of the woman, to the custody of Shazgaz. Uh, this is every woman whom the king desires. The king's chamberlain, which kept the concubines. She came in unto the king no more, except the king delighted in her. I want to win the favor of the king. Esther was very smart. Very, very smart. Very sharp. She was trained from childhood to come under the authority of Mordecai. And when she goes into the, 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 the king's palace or what have you, the place where all the virgins are kept, she comes under the authority of the eunuch of the palace. And now she has to go to the king. Every girl chose her own dress. This pleases the king. This pleases the king. This is so nice. I look so nice in this beautiful garment. This chain. Oh, fantastic. The king will be head over heels in love with me. They all deceive themselves. You know what the king delights in? There is one garment the king delights in. First Peter chapter 3. Do not let your adornment be merely outward. Which tribe does Caleb belong to? <laughs> Great Bible readers, Baba. Fourteen years. I have to send you back to Sunday school, many of you. Where are you asking your open book exam? No, come on. No? Judah. Judah. Caleb belongs to the tribe of Judah. Yeah, absolutely. Are you? We failed as teachers. 
Okay, let's belong to Judah, by the way. Judah means what? The one who is praised of God. That is the reason why Bible says, he is not a Judah who is one outwardly. He is a Judah who is one inwardly. And circumcision is not of the flesh, but is of the heart, by the spirit, of the, not by the letter, whose praise is not from man, but from God. So what does the Bible say about adornment? This is not, this is not for uh, wives alone. This is for all of us who want to be the wife of Jesus. You know what he says? Do not let your adornment be merely outward. Arranging the hair, because many, many young people, boys are very, very interested in arranging the hair. They want hair to be arranged. Baba, cut short. Have you seen army mein kya karte first thing? It doesn't matter. Oh, this, sir, this fashion doesn't look... Come here, come here, you fellow. Come here, sit here. Sit here. Sir, I'm balding here. Doesn't matter. Come sit here. One cut for all. Chop. You know what? He comes and holds your hair like this. You know that? You should not grasp your hand. He comes and holds your hair like that. If you've been in NCC, you'll know what I'm talking about. Am I right? Gaddal visa lunte all. Arranging the hair, wearing gold. Oh my goodness, boys also they won't wear gold now. Huh? You are laughing, I know. I know where you come from, I know. Gold. <laughs> gold, gold. Gold. Have you seen some, some nice young, young men? Full gold only. Power. Wearing gold. Putting on fine apparel. You know what Jesus said? Those who put fine apparel and eat at king's tables, where are they found? They are found in palaces. What did you go, out, go into the wilderness to see? What did you go into, into the wilderness to see? A prophet? More than a prophet. Apparel proclaimed the man. Rather let it be the hidden person of the heart. With the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit which is very precious in the sight of God. So how did Esther get the, 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 the delight of the king? She went and asked the eunuch, what does the king delight in? What are the clothes which will delight the king? And the eunuch said, this, 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 this. You put this man, he's going to gape at you. His eyes are going to pop out of his skull. You know what the Song of Solomon says? Oh, my beloved, you've attracted me with your appearance. What Caleb says, if the Lord delight in us, you know what God says? I look at this guy's heart. Look at his heart. He is a true Jew. His heart loves me unconditionally, faithful to me. The incorruptible beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. And what happens? And it says, for in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. You know what happens? Once Esther goes into the kingdom, and she gets the favor of the king, Hare. 
वास्ती को निकालो एस्तर को लगाओ बस If the Lord delights in us, and God looks at Caleb's heart, boy, you, you follow. These fellows will not make it, but you will. You will. Next. Only rebel not against the Lord, neither fury the people of the land. For they are, what are they? Bread for us. What are they? Food. In other words, in other words, every adversity is an opportunity. Everybody say that? Adversity is an opportunity. Every challenge is an opportunity for you to grow. Know what it says? Psalm 105. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold, sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in irons. Until the time the word of the Lord tested, uh, that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. He overcame every adversity. And you know what happens? Once he's on the throne, look at the words. Look at the words. Genesis chapter 50. Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good in order to bring about what? As this day, to save many people alive. Meaning, every opportunity is, 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 is given to me to flex my spiritual muscles. Every financial, uh, uh, what do you say, uh, difficulty is there to test my faith, to push me, to exercise my spiritual muscles. Every sin which I'm unable to conquer, I go, it doesn't matter how many times I fail, I try and try and try until I succeed by the power of God and by the grace of God and by the Spirit of God. Exercise my spiritual muscle. All the longings and the desires that you have in your heart as young people are opportunities that God has given you so that you can overcome them and exercise your spiritual muscles and become absolutely strong in your spirit. Look at what it says in James chapter 1. James chapter 1. My brothers, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, and let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete. You know what the word for complete in Telugu is? Anunangulu. The Anunangulu means all the angas. Angas means all the uh, parts of your body and the limbs and your arms have become very strong. The opposite of Anunangu is Vikalangu. Vikalangu means physically handicapped. Full, no, no physical handicap at all. There is no handicap. The prince of the age will come and see into your heart and you will have, he will have nothing to find in you because you have become strong in the spirit. You have taken every adversity which comes against you to exercise your faith and to grow in faith. Financial difficulty, God is teaching me a lesson. God is teaching me what, what we call as thrift. To tighten my belt, to fast, to become spiritually strong, to deny myself food if, if need me. And sometimes God allows so th- those things so that you become fit also. So much of weight you put on, put on. Become lean. Become strong. Become strong. Take every opportunity, every adversity that God puts in your way. Every test you pass. You know what happens? Your confidence increases in God. Huh? You know, every time you pass an exam. Every mid-test, you get 100, 100. After that, you know you're going to crack IIT, man. The rank is waiting for you. 
You are not waiting for the rank. Which rank is the question? The rank is there. Every adversity, every test, don't fail it. Lord, this is an opportunity to learn. God puts you under teaching. Fire. You call blacksmiths. You know what blacksmiths do? Pastors are called blacksmiths. You know what blacksmiths do? Oh, you. What happened to you? No. Take you and put it at the fire. After that, take the hammer and smash you. And then one fine day, sharp sword. That is the reason why it says, the word of God is like fire tested in a, in a crucible, purified seven times when it comes out sharp as a two-edged sword. It cuts. You can, I can give you my own example, 14 years under hammer. In fire. The first, I think the only person who talked about black, blacksmiths is Pastor James. I have not heard any other preacher talking about blacksmiths. Blacksmiths. It's there on our website. Wednesday sermon, not Sunday. You know, you're tested on a Wednesday, not on a Sunday. You know that? Sunday, everybody's free. And you still come late. <laughs> if you come late on a Sunday, it is free. Will you come on a Wednesday? It is what we call as forcery logic. From the greater to the lesser. Okay. Strong. These times of teaching to make you strong. Opportunities. Tests, trials, surprise quizzes. Hmm. Finally, Joshua chapter 14. Nevertheless, my brothers who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. This is his personal testimony. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day saying, surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever and we by faith can be the children of Caleb. By faith. According to your faith, be it unto you. And what would you say? I'm a child of Caleb. Because you have wholly followed the Lord. Look at what he says. Next verse. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. As he said, these 45 years. How many years? 45 years. Ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am 85 years old. Kya baat hai? I want to take my hats off. First person I'm going to meet. I want to meet one of the first people I want to meet, Caleb. Really, truly. Character who really challenges me. And you know what he says? Next verse. And yet I'm as strong this day as on that day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, for both going out, for coming in. You know what happened? After all these trials and difficulties and situations, you know what? My character has been set and I'm not going to move. Nothing is going to change my character. Nobody can buy me. Nobody can buy me. It's set now. I'm set in my ways towards God and not towards the world. 85 years old is a time when your ways are set. You cannot change after that. You know what he says? My ways are set. And nothing can change me. Daniel, years later, much older Daniel, there's a decree. 
If you pray, you will be thrown into the lion's den. You know what it says? Daniel chapter 6. All these things are not going to shake his character. They have proven God. They have met God in the furnace of affliction. Nothing is going to change them. They have been set now. Their character is set. You know, nothing is going to change them. Their habits are set. They can be counted upon God. They can be counted upon by God. You know what it says? Daniel chapter 6. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home into his upper room with his windows open toward heaven. He knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as was his what? Custom since early days. What has happened? Character, habit, patterns formed. Nothing is going to change now. Nothing is going to change. In other words, I know I will finish my race. What is that? I may finish my race, God. I know I will finish my race. I know for sure I am going to finish my race because the character of God has been formed inside of me. I have learned to trust in God. Through it all. Through it all. I learned to trust in Jesus. I have learned to trust Him all. I have learned. I have learned. I have learned. I have learned obedience through the things that I have suffered. You know, my, you know what? My face is like a flint. doesn't matter what the calamity that is coming. I'm my face, it's not going to change my course. I'm going headlong into whatever God has ordained for me. Luke's Gospel chapter 9. As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set his face like a flint. It says in Isaiah chapter 50 verse 7, like a flint. You know what? His character has been forged, forged in fire. It's not going to change now. Nothing can touch him. Nothing can change him. He's become what we call as unmovable, unrebukable. Kya baat hai? Unrebukable. Meaning, you cannot find a cause for rebuke inside of his heart. Everything has been cleared. Everything is said before God. He's become blameless in the sight of God. So where did it start? With your tongue. So first thing, once, once you go out today, practice. What should be come out of your mouth? wholesome words which are for which are profitable for edification only like all Indians say 10 lakh rupees only only see that you know what happens set do you think it's going to change this course now Are 85 years old my character said nothing is going to change me now no adversity have proven God too much. And I remember, even Paul says, right? Please don't bother me anymore. I bear on my body the what? The marks of Jesus Christ. Over, finished. Don't bother me anymore. I remember David Wilkerson in one of his messages. I've come to a point where I don't care about your opinions. Whether you like my sermon, you don't like my teaching, you want to listen. I have gone, I've gone past that stage where I'm living for the approval of men. I will teach grammar or no grammar. I'm going to hammer the word of God. Like D.L. Moody. Set. is not going to change anymore. That is the reason why Paul says you can become immovable, unrebukable children of God. Ready for his coming in these last days. If you have heard the voice of God this morning, stand up. And say, Lord, Caleb challenges me. I hope it challenges you too. And I know what they called him? Dog. Jesus called somebody dog. 
Who's that dog? Syrophoenician woman. Dogs. Lord, even the dogs feed from the crumbs which fall off the table. How the dog wags its tail? No, even if you give it some food which has gone dirty, I mean it's gone bad, wags its tail and says, Master, I love you so much. That is Caleb. You call me dog, you call me anything. This dog has God and that's all matters. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you, Father, for this morning. Father, we in this church have been fed the word and been there for 14 years and we've been under the teaching of your word. And I pray, Father, all of us will be challenged this morning. Even as we're still in the 10th month of this year, we will continue to judge our hearts. We will weigh our, our words, O oh Lord, which come out of our mouths. Lest we be like Belteshazzar, who was found wanting after he was being, after he was weighed. I pray, Lord Jesus, whatever is wanting in our lives, O oh Lord, you will complete it. Father, enable us to press on towards perfection, towards completion, towards maturity. Enable us, Lord Father, to be quiet, to learn to control our tongue. And we can do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. You are able to do it, O oh Lord. Enable us to search your scriptures diligently. Enable us to practice a lifestyle of repentance every day. Enable us to, to wear garments which will attract you, which will, which will cause you to delight in us so that we can win over our battles. Enable us to have inside of us a character which has been forged and which cannot change, at least in a few areas. Where we know that we have come to a point that we have overcome those areas so that we can overcome more other areas in our lives and be conformed a little more to the image of your son. Challenge each and every one of us this morning. From the youngest to the oldest, let faith arise. Let us, let there be found in each one of us, every one of us, the faith of the faithful. To that end, I pray that you will bless us all. Even as your children go into another work week, let the blessing of the living God pursue them, overtake them, even as they walk with you and overcome those areas in their lives which you are showing this morning. Thank you, Father. Enable us to delight, to cause you to delight in us. We praise you, Lord. We worship you. We give you glory. We thank you, Father, for every opportunity that you give us. To learn from you. To learn from your word. We thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of the Father. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Rest and abide with each one of us. Amen. 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 God bless you all. Have a blessed week. And a blessed time of fellowship together.